Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Hey, Snack Pack. Before we jump into this week's episode, we just want to let you know there is an echo effect halfway through the episode. We are totally aware of it and am so sorry for the sound quality, but without further delay, here is this week's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, is that two voices I hear? We oh, back! We back in the house. Guess who's back in the house? Here's click clacking about my fresh feminine. <laughs> Style 11. I'm so. Oh, shit. Oh. I'm so heavenly. Gentlemen, check to the board, no doubt. Body like, wow, <laughs> pussy about to end this drought. Hey. Fishy so feminine. No. I don't know the rest. That's I literally can only get to guess who's back in the house. That's it. That's it. That's all I know. Well, hey, guys, we are coming to you live from newark new jersey oh, god <laughs> um let's start over we're in my hotel <laughs> we're in my hotel room i flew out um literally just flew out to record episodes again because we <coughs> excuse me oh. we haven't um been together in so long and now we're back together and it it's funny because it hasn't so been that good. long but in terms of how often we've been together recently it, totally. it has been a long time totally but um, it's so weird because we literally live on opposite sides of the country but we see each other like so often weekly yeah not weekly but we try to see each other weekly um a side note you guys these windows here in this hotel are super super <laughs> thin and um there's a lot of traffic outside because it is currently peak traffic hours six o'clock in yeah. new york newark new jersey and clearly <sighs> it's bumping out there because it's like <laughs> bah, bah. i know it'll die down in like 15 minutes when everybody's gone from this area yeah. true 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 yeah true so let's let's get into this fruit roll up since we really haven't seen each other in quite a while. Yeah. Well, I've been back on protein lately, so I'm pretty gassy right now. So if yes. you guys hear like a gurgle, it's my stomach because <laughs> I started taking protein again. What made you start taking protein? Um, I'm trying just to to be more get that summer bod. I almost said more regular. Which I am. I'm always trying to be regular, but <clears throat> I'm trying to be more regularly. You trying to get that body yaddy yaddy? Not even that, because because <laughs> when I want to eat something, I'm going to eat it. That's like right. I passed Chipotle today, and I was like, oh, I want Chipotle. So um, you got a bowl and a burrito. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> but I'm just trying to like get to the gym more regularly and eat more consistently, like eat well more consistently. I respect that. Yeah. So I bought this like super healthy vegan protein because whey protein does not sit well yeah, in my stomach. Yeah, that makes you real gassy. But the vegan protein is also making me really gassy. Well, I think it's going to make you gassy regardless. I guess. But this, because it's all vegan and like veggie based is making my gas really bad. That's the thing. When you eat healthy, it stinks. Mm-hmm. It smells my, I feel nasty. so bad. Lily, if you listen to this... I am so sorry for all the shits I've taken recently. <laughs> like I, cause I, <laughs> yeah, I come back out from my room, like into the living room uh-huh. area and I'm like, Oh my God, it smells so bad. Definitely. Luckily she actually had a cold and I had sprayed the room spray <laughs> in the bathroom and, um, it smelled, my shit smelled so bad. And she walked in and she goes, Oh, what is that smell? I love it. And I was like, <laughs> what and she goes is that a new air freshener and i was like oh yeah i did put one in there she's like is and that she's ass like, i love it <laughs> <laughs> and she's like she's like the whole time i was like don't smell too hard and then she and then i was like wait but how does she not smell my shit and then i remembered she had a head cold and she was like 
I can't smell it like really intensely, but she's like, I can smell that I like, or I can, I can tell that I like what I smell. Right. Um, uh, yeah. That's good. So I have a great air freshener. Whoop. Um, what else? I've been, I wouldn't say I've been working a lot. I've been working a lot recently, uh-huh. but before that I was like taking some time off to like restabilize. As your, as your brother says, we've been going through some stuff. We've been going through some stuff. <laughs> if you guys have been listening to our last few episodes, we have been going through yeah. some things. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been taking time where I need it, but I was like ready to go back to work. That's like good. I was so, I was like, okay, I'm ready Which to get out of here. Which is different for you because I feel it like you different do not like going to work. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah. I'm ready to like, and I've been flying with friends like yeah. I told you. So that's been really exciting. Yeah. 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 For me, um, the weather has been like honestly perfect in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Like perfect. Yeah. Um, I know I mentioned that I lost my, my bike got stolen. So mm-hmm. I've been bike shopping, which has been kind of exciting. Um, through that experience, I was like, I need to clean this garage out. So I can see everything Already? like in order. So I like took a whole day and cleaned my entire garage out. What's in there? Um, surfboard, skateboard, snowboard. <laughs> my bike was in there. Yeah. Um, and then like other miscellaneous items that I don't look at every day, like college papers. Um, I don't know why I keep those. I, I feel don't like either. I was just gonna ask because I really enjoyed my like undergrad, and I okay. I always think I want to look back at some of this stuff because I actually liked what I learned. Uh. Um, so I I've kept that. Um, like past tax documents, dumb shit like that. Like, um, miscellaneous housing things that like, I don't really have in the house yeah. and I don't want to get rid of it. So it's just kind of like floating around. Um, but I Marie Kondo the bitch out of that motherfucking garage. <laughs> I was like, does this bring me joy? No, 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 no. So I was like literally binging a lot of shit, but, um, yeah, shopping for bikes has been fun, but, um, I, I rediscovered, I guess, my um, skateboard. Not that I forgot about it, but I haven't gone on it in a while because yeah. when I lived closer to the beach, it was so easy to, like, skateboard down the street, get some, like, halal pita. Say what? Do what? I said skateboard down the street. Uh-huh. And I was like, sing and do a diddy diddy yeah. dum diddy do. Like a kick, push, kick, push, uh, kick, push, kick, push, and coast. Do you remember that song? No. By Lupe, Lupe. Lupe Fiasco? Yes. No. Oh, my God. That was, like, my jam in high school. But um, I started doing that again, like, just yesterday, actually. I was um, down at the beach skateboarding. Like, I literally drove down with my skateboard, parked far as fuck so I could skateboard to the beach, then skateboard along the beach, got Phil's coffee, um, got a chicken sandwich. Phil's is blowing up out there, or it has blown up. I think it's, you're thinking. It, It was not a thing when I lived there. That was just three years ago. But are, you think it's a thing now? I think it's just because I see I'm it like, on everybody's social media. Oh, I really? Feel. Well, I guess out of my friends, and I guess if my friends are like among similar circles. <laughs> yeah. But even in LA, like, because uh, David is the one who introduced it to me, and he was uh, living in downtown LA. I see. Um, but I, I see a lot of people post about it. Uh, yeah. I just like their coffee. All right. But um, I got that a chicken sandwich and brought my hammock and was bumping music. All right. And the playlist was like bangers, man. Like the perfect playlist where I was yeah, like I every that. song I was like, ugh, as I was swinging on my hammock, drinking coffee, eating a burger or a chicken sandwich. Chicken sandwich. It was just like I was by myself and I was completely content. Where was your chicken sandwich from? Simsy's. Oh. It was right. good. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, no. I do eat there I even though I'm do. gay and they love to give money to... One of the girls, uh, we were talking about this on my last trip, and uh, someone was like, 
I introduced my entire crew to the chicken sandwich at Shake Shack because uh. it is so good. And someone was like, this is better than Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, do you eat there? And I was like, no. <laughs> and the girl, the girl who I was working with, who I really liked, was like, every time I go there and I hand them my money, I say, here are my gay dollars. <laughs> she like flipped her wrist and like handed money off. Um, but... I know that you eat there. I do. I feel like a lot of gays eat there. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I get why people have an opinion for gays to eat there. But for me, it doesn't bother me. I know that sounds so weird because it is against like what I am. But like, I'm a very, that's your journey kind of guy. <laughs> and I'm like, that's Chick-fil-A's journey. So if they want to be on that journey, they look stupid. But yeah. But then, like, people were, like, reports came out that Coachella also donates to Thank you. to hate groups like that. Yes. And, and I, that is, I've like, seen that years Fairyland. and years ago. And, like, the thing is, is that, like, I'm sure there's plenty of companies who donate money against it. Uh-huh. Like, like the whole Brunei thing with, like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, like, boycott the hotels. Yeah. Because the of, Beverly Hills Hotel yeah. and all but, that. But, like, realistically, that's not even, like, really going to affect his income mm-hmm. or wealth like that's just the political yeah. stunt and it's it's i'm like none of that really affects the grand scheme i guess it does because it brings attention and people are more aware of it totally but like i don't know there's gonna be assholes everywhere i don't know i don't know but on a positive I, note before i don't eat there i just want to note that <laughs> we heard you three times i get it <laughs> i eat heterosexual chicken <laughs> Shake Shack chicken sandwich. Try it. I'll try it. But okay. there's not a Shake Shack by me, so I just Uh-oh. it's not on my radar. I'm surprised there's not one there yet. Honestly, when I go to Shake Shack, I fly all the way to Baltimore to get it, even though there's one in like LA. Yeah. But like I don't feel driven enough to go to it's Shake Shack. It's in a lot of airports now. Is it? Uh-huh. But when are like we are running through airports. I we're know. never like we're never there now. that yeah. long. Well But um I yeah. wanted to do this one last shout out as the fruit roll up. Um, I wanted to say congratulations to Ramon Owens for just mm. opening Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice on, Broadway. on Broadway. And then I want to um, congratulate Brian Shaw. He just what booked he Frozen on Broadway. Oh. And I want to say today is his first day. No. Yeah. I think so he's living out here again? He So he's, he's on a contract where uh, he's like a vacation swing or something. I don't know okay. the correct term, but people who are actually in the show, if they need vacation days or whatever, mm. he'll come in and fill their tracks. That's cool. Yeah, so he so just gets to fly in. It was in. perfect case scenario for him because I don't yeah. think he wanted to commit to living in New York. Granted, if they gave him a full role in he the would, show, right. he would move out here. Yeah. But um, I think for him, he loves California, and he was out here for like three or four months, maybe yeah. even more, maybe less, auditioning. And um, he was like, "New York is not for me. Right? He's not that kind of person." Which I would agree to. I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. And um, it really got to him, and so he was almost like, "I don't even know if I really want to." go back and then this is a perfect case scenario where he doesn't have to commit that's yeah, great both the, he gets the best of both worlds yeah. congrats so, brother i want to congrats say, yes, ramon congrats to both of them if neither of you are listening fuck both of you they don't listen but it's okay <laughs> i know um but it's funny because brian shaw actually helped me well not me but helped us create the name of this podcast mm-hmm. he was part of the think tank so mm-hmm. thank you for that um yep. but yeah it's funny enough that i bring up ramon because literally yesterday i was sitting on the hammock he texts me and sent me a video and he always sends me random videos like once every six months and he's like hey brian just checking in <laughs> he never responds after i respond yeah. but <laughs> yeah yeah it's nice i still uh, appreciate it good um but yeah should we move into the fresh fruit mm-hmm
Okay, so this week's fresh fruit um, is going to be all dedicated to Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> um, I feel like me and Shane, because we... Um, you know, currently fly. That's more of our honor. We keep saying radar. I was about to say radar again. It's like the new long story short. Um, but you know what we haven't said in a long time? It's big, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. Well, we I haven't. haven't been on Instagram, so I don't get to see that anymore. But um, Shane and I both, like we mentioned in previous episodes, we both worked at Disneyland. I currently still work at Disneyland. And I thought oh. it would be a good opportunity to talk about our experiences working together, um, show mistakes, little insider <laughs> Disney secrets. Um, yeah, so we're yeah. just going to get right into it. So just to start... Tell me what shows you did while you were there. Okay, so I hired in to celebrate a street party. Uh huh. Uh, that was when it opened in two thousand nine. Okay. Um, and then I did Tiana Showboat. Okay. Which was like the water based show. Well, it wasn't water based, but we did the show on the Mark Twain. Mark Twain on the Rivers of America. And that was when the movie came out, right? Yeah, that so was, it was to, like the publicity. That, was, that show was only designed to promote the movie. Okay. Um but it like had gotten so much positive feedback that although the budget didn't allow for it to continue, uh-huh. they made like little land versions of it, which sure. like I I dabbled in. <laughs> um but that that main show was like my that was actually my favorite show that I was ever in. Those Disney. seasonal ones are the most fun. It was just yeah. perfect. Like, the cast, the crew, the show itself was so, like, cute and fun and easy yeah. to do. But, like, so much fun. Yeah. Um, I did Christmas. Okay. And then I did Soundsational. And then I think that was it. I think you ended with Soundsational, yeah. I did, but I don't think I did anything else. I mean, I did like little special events here and there, but... You were part of the special events team, as I Chelsea was. Kalindo would say. I wa- yeah. <laughs> hey, Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. We got to bring that up. Just real quick on a side note, our friend Chelsea, um, what was the story with that? She, she was in Pixar with me, uh-huh. and then... Um, and she didn't get Soundsational I... or something silly like that, right? Maybe. And like when you don't get in, into another show, ultimately you're fired, you're fired because you're not approved for a show to do. Yeah. And sometimes you get to keep status by doing special events. So she would jokingly be like, when people are like, oh, you work at Disney? Like, what do you do? And she's like, oh, I'm part of this special events team. <laughs> Speaking of Chelsea. Mind you, there's no such thing. No, no, there's not. Well, they eventually made something like that. Where but they no, had like a pool it's of just people, like. But not, she was not in it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that she's not in, I was still not invited to her wedding as of a couple of days ago. And then I texted her because it's like, hey, your wedding's next month. And what's the following Like, month? you had mentioned that I was invited, but I never got to save the date nor an invite. And then I looked back in our text and she's like, she's like, we had this bad batch of save the dates or something like that. <laughs> That's and, a lie. Right. <laughs> and she's like, but we're sending invites out a few months before the wedding. And I was like, okay, cool. This was like holiday uh-huh. season time. So I knew her wedding wasn't until June. So I was like, whatever. Well, now it's so close to the wedding (laughs) and I messaged her and I was like, hey, so like no pressure not to make things awkward, but I kind of need to know for work purposes if I'm going to be coming out to the West Coast for your wedding. And she was like, oh, weird. I just called my mom and she (laughs) has you on the list of invites, but she doesn't have your address. (laughs) And I was like, oh, cool. All right. 
so I guess I'm invited, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm not actually saying I'm. Well, invited you know, until when you... you're part of that special events team, you're so booked <laughs> that you, you know, you lose track of what's going on. Right. <laughs> Fucking tells. Um, oh my god. So now reeling it back. <laughs> right, 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 right. Going back to Disney. Um. Yeah. So you ended with Sensational. I did. Okay. And yeah. that was when did you leave Disney? Oh, I did Halloween. Oh, and Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. That's that's my other one. Another special event. Or a seasonal, seasonal thing, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm telling you, those seasonal shows are the ones to be in because they're so the fun. most fun. Yeah. Um, what was your question? When that, I realized I was in Halloween? Huh? Did you ask something? No, I don't think oh, okay. so. I mean, we'll listen back and probably be like, yeah, he asked a question, <laughs> yep. but we're going to steam right yep. through. <clears throat> so for my Disney resume, <laughs> um, what's it called? I started in Pixar Parade in 2010, play, play. which is play, actually funny, play. though, because the year before... Um, I auditioned for Christmas Parade and didn't get it. Uh, and then... Um, came was back. that the first show you had auditioned for? Yeah. Christmas? The first show I auditioned for was Aladdin. Oh, really? Paul Rico and Justine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into the audition process. We can talk about that. Yeah. But um, Pixar Parade is what I got hired into. And then I did... Um, elect- no. Yeah. Electronica as mm-hmm. a parade performer. And then I made Tron as Agva. Um, which was my favorite show, but again, mm-hmm. a seasonal show. Tron, the movie was coming out and they made this show that was only supposed to last three months, but then it got kept getting extended because like- It was extended so Tiana long. Tiana show, people liked it. Yeah. So then they extended it for like um, a year and a half. And then through that, it transitioned to Mad Tea Party. Mm-hmm. And then now I do Making the Magical Map and I am currently still in Making the Magical Map. Oh my God, I was also in Electrical Wait. Parade. Oh, in Electrical Parade for you, yeah. yeah. And I was in Sensational with Shane. Me and Shane <laughs> opened Sensational. <laughs> People always forget I'm in Sensational because I literally was in Sensational for like three months. But yeah, we'll but... talk about all the, like all our little giggles, <laughs> what we're laughing at. So let's um, go right into um, the audition process because I always feel like I we always get a lot of questions yeah. based off of like, what's auditioning like? Like, yeah. da, 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 da. Do you want to talk about a specific audition that might stand out to you? The audition that stood out most to me was my first parade audition, which uh-huh. was for Celebrate, <clears throat> which is when I got hired in. Um, did you open celebrate i did yeah so that was probably a big audition it was huge because all of their like returning cast members from the Mm. previous parade that had closed which was parade of dreams is that right yeah Uh uh needed job like their jobs back and um i was this like newbie coming in and i was 18 when i auditioned and i remember that day was so long like so long Mm -hmm. um we'd gotten there in the morning and you know honestly like i don't remember the details of the day i just remember there were so many cuts and at one point they were like everyone can go home for dinner um because they needed to like go through everybody that they had kept through the day and they were like come back in a few hours blah 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 so i literally like had time to drive back to long beach eat dinner shower Uh um and then go back to disney and i just remember this day so so specifically because my whole family was like on standby waiting to hear if i got it like they were so excited That's funny. and uh my grandma who has since passed but my grandma was like she was bawling when she found out i got isn't it isn't it funny how like it's such a big moment when you're like first getting it yeah. and then once you're in it every you're shot like, after oh, that, yeah, you're like this is so stupid yeah yeah like it's I, such a big deal it was though and i was so i was like so excited and um and when i found out that i had gotten it uh 
I called my parent or my family and uh-huh. like, like I said, my grandma just started crying and my mom was so excited. Like my, my siblings were like, you made it. For me. You were an I was LA like, dancer. I, <laughs> I was making it on the West Booked coast. Blast for 960 an hour. <laughs> Was eighteen and thriving. Yes, making nine sixty a little an hour. bit above minimum wage at the time. <laughs> nine thousand like a year. Life. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but so it, it really was like such an exciting time. But I just remember the day being so long, and then, you know, like at at the end when they finally start calling out who got the job, uh-huh. it's like car, literally index card by index card, and on each card they would have put like your position that you would you would be right. learning. Um, and in Celebrate, there were like a thousand and one different roles to fill. Right. Um, and everything had a different number, which meant something different right. than a different number and had a color. And it, it was just like so it's much. It's like you're red M5243 right. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You're like, yeah, thank right. you. Yeah, and nobody knew like what to be excited <laughs> yeah. for because like it, there just wasn't enough right. information. But um, I had found out that it just through like, I say friends now, but like um, people who I just met through the day uh-huh. were like, oh my God, I know your partner. Like, she's so fierce. You can't fuck up. And I was Getting instantly nervous, out. like stress. We hadn't even started yet. Like, yeah. Who was your partner? Miley. I don't know. Who that is. Um, which is funny because when I was up in San Francisco on a layover, maybe like you a said this couple months ago, yeah, her dress, right? I ran into her. Yeah. She was shopping for her wedding dress yeah, you mentioned uh, with podcast, her friend Kyle. Yeah. Um, and it's so cool to look literally years down the road and be like, Remember when I was shopping yeah. with her for her wedding dress right. because she was my very first. And it's like a funny Disney. story to talk about when you're like, man, I remember when I first met you, I was so nervous because people were like, you're a fierce ass bitch. And yeah. then you dance with them and you're like, oh, you're you're just a human being. No, she was still fierce. She was but you she were, scared but yes. the fuck out of me. Right. I still tell her that. I'm like, you literally scared me every day at work. Because <laughs> I remember like even learning Celebrate had a lot of like partner. It was uh-huh. all partner work uh-huh. for dancers. And we were literally like flipping girls over our arms right. and all this stuff. And every time they would show us something that I had never done before, she would literally look at me and be like, Fierce, let's do it. And I would be like, oh, we're not going to like slowly walk uh-huh. through it. And she just like wanted to jump right I into it. Um, but it was great. Like it was that was my first learning process. And um, it was like such a great introduction to the Disney family. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because that that parade celebrate. I came the first time I ever went to Disneyland was when I was like 20 years old. So yeah. I, I, I didn't grow up with it. And um, Celebrate was the first any performance, anything that I saw. Really? And I remember watching and being like, oh, my God, I want to do this. Yeah. Um, and I so feel like, I inspired you. I'm the reason you work at Disney. You're well, welcome. Well, I don't think you were in that day. No, sure <laughs> As was. if I knew. It, it was could, in it, it could have well, could have well have been right. you because we didn't know each other at the time. But, um, yeah. And I feel like that going forward has always been my my motive of like wanting to do each show at Disney. Cause people are like, why don't you do something like frozen? I'm like, I watching that show. I don't want to be a part of it. Mm. So I would never audition for that show. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, celebrate was kind of the show that I was like, oh, I want to get in this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I have two audition experiences. Okay. The first one being my failure, which uh-huh. was Christmas parade. Um, I was so in over my head, even though I dance now and I dance professionally, um, you know, a couple years ago, when I first started dancing, literally all I knew as far as rhythmic, anything was cheerleading. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at this audition. Literally, I was 
a mess. The first well, cut, cheerleaders are messes. It's true. We're like a, a little <laughs> bit above the count. Like we're not in the pocket. We don't always know any, sickled. Always sickled. Don't know any like technical term or anything for anything that we're flailing around. But I remember getting to the elf portion uh-huh. um which is like kind of like jivey and like upbeat and i was yeah. like oh i can do that like that is my genre jivey upbeat <laughs> that's like what i put on my resume like what <laughs> style do you do jivey upbeat right <laughs> not hip-hop not jazz not lyrical jivey, jivey upbeat. upbeat if you need a smile and like a cute little energy that i'm your man okay so i passed through that i'm sure if i look back now i'd be like what the fuck was yeah. i doing but i passed through that round and then um the second round, it was led by David Underwood, mm-hmm. and it was like court. So it was like, uh, like uh, yeah. um, that was always my scene at Disney. <laughs> it was like ball, yep. ballroom kind yep. of like um, technical. Granted, we weren't doing partner work because I know all the court in Christmas Parade are partners, but it was um, all technical. So literally, I'm learning the combo, and no one's Here moving. Comes a sickled foot. He, no, no, it gets worse. Oh no, he's verbalizing. Not worse what than to a sickled do. foot. Literally, he verbalizes what to do. I'm, I don't even know what this is, but he's like, Batma, Gleeson, uh, you know, Anna yeah. Shikhat, whatever. You know, it's like all this like technical dance shit where he's like, Pade Bure, da 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 da, you're gonna kick here on eight, one, two, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you know, like when, like David Underwood's not dancing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But he's teaching it in a sense of like when he says this is a kick, he lifts his leg, but it's not like where he where it should right. be. As a dancer, you'll know what to do. So everyone's going through the combo with the music and it's like to a piano, live music. And I'm like, Okay, like I kind of feel like I'm flowing with it, doing it, blah, blah, blah. And like everyone's doing it the same. And there's so many of us that no one can go full out. Yeah. So they start calling our numbers. Bitch, did that combo switch? I didn't know what any of those dance terms meant. So I was doing it as we were marking it. Oh, I was no. doing the marked version of it <laughs> while everyone's legs were getting up. There was a leap. I didn't know what the fuck leap it was, <laughs> but leap. And like, so I'm trying to keep up staring at other dancers in the mirror, like trying to like, <laughs> like help me, you know? And so then after we're like out of breath standing there, he's like, I like I instantly I was like, sh- should I just get my stuff? <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was like, sh- you just turn I, around and walk out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was like a traumatic experience. But round off back handspring. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my second audition obviously was more successful because that's my foot into the door of Disney. Um, Your sickled foot into the yeah, door. Yeah. But I'm gonna give some numbers real quick because I feel like this is the interesting fact about Disney. Um, it is super super competitive oh, to yeah. get into entertainment. I think, like, when you show up to an audition, the line is already out the door. If the mm-hmm. audition's at 10, people are already lining up at 8. So showing up is, like, super, super, super intimidating. But you never know what they're looking for because, like, right. they might be looking for a certain body type or a certain ethnic face. look or a certain face. Like, if there's a lot of white dancers already in the, the cast, they're going to look for other faces, right? Like, yep. a lot of Asians or blacks or whatever. So... Really, you're not going against 580 people because half of them are girls, half of them are boys. So Mm -hmm. of that half, you're going against your gender. And then on top of that, you're going against your archetype, right? Right. So I was going against the ethnically ambiguous boys or the black boys, right? I was. So there was only a handful of us. So I had to be the best of that group. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you go into these auditions, it's super intimidating. So I went for a Pixar High School Musical 3 audition. And I was like, that's more my my style, right? It's not technical. It's kind of yeah. cheery. It's super, like, yeah. precise and, like, upbeat. So, you know, on my resume, it says I'm an upbeat, energetic dancer. So I was like, this is it. This is my chance. So I go, out of 580 
people. I can't believe I remember that. 580. They only took six people for Pixar Parade. I was oh one of God. six. Yeah. So I was like, the fuck? It was such a long day, like, you, yeah. you experienced. But, like, I bring that up because Pixar Parade already, already existed. And, like, for you, Celebrate, when you're starting a parade, like, opening it, a lot of people show up because they need a lot of people. Well, that's the thing. Like, I didn't mention... I, Yes, there was a whole parade of people who were back auditioning to get their jobs back, right. but there was also the general public that the general, knew about exactly. the audition. So it was like hu- literally hundreds, hundreds more than hundreds, what would normally hundreds, be hundreds. there. Yeah, like yeah. a normal parade, say like Celebrate or even Pixar, uh, they would need a cast about 150 deep just to open a parade because if it's running seven days a week, there's multiple shows, there's multiple tracks, you need everyone to And the budget's always spots. good when you first exactly. start. Exactly, your budget is out of this world. Like when we opened Magical Map, that audition, 1,100 people showed up and they oh took God. a cast of 55. So that's crazy. It is crazy. And like the West Coast Broadway. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And especially when it comes to Agva shows, 101 extra people show up because you're getting literally like four or five times the pay you would if you're Mm -hmm. a parade performer. So everyone who already has a job at Disney and parades is there. All the LA dancers who need a stable job are there. And then already the existing Agvas from all the Agva shows in the park are there. So it's like a fucking madhouse. And those auditions move so quick and they're so intimidating. Um, But yeah. A mess. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny because they're also so different. Like the parade auditions uh-huh. are so different from Agva. From the Agva auditions, which are so different from uh, character auditions. Character, but what I'm thinking of is like the other resort auditions. There's resort auditions for like Tokyo Disney. Oh, sure, sure, or sure. Or like uh, wherever, like uh-huh. Tokyo or Paris Disneyland, uh-huh. like whatever it is. Like, each of these auditions is, like, similar, but it's also different because, like you said, they're always looking for something different. Completely different, Especially yeah. when they're coming from literally another country. Right. Um, they're... By the time that they're in your city, they've probably already casted people. Uh-huh. So you getting casted is just being played off of everyone, everyone who they've already, already picked. Yeah. And yeah. you have no idea who they've already exactly. picked. Um, which is sometimes really great because that means they make, like, really quick cuts. Right. Um, but I'll never forget my very first audition, which was actually for Aladdin with uh-huh. Paul Rico and Justine. I don't know why I say Paul's name, like his full name like that. Cause people, if you said Paul, people like who, but everyone knows Paul Rico. Right. Yeah. I guess so. Um, but I went with both of them cause uh-huh. we had all met at Long Beach state and Paul was like, Hey, I'm going to this audition. You guys should like come with me, blah, blah, blah. I'll drive. Um, and it was all the way in LA. It uh-huh. was not West Hollywood in North Hollywood. Uh-huh. At the W. Reynolds studio. The so Mecca we like, of Dance. North the, Hollywood. Which is gone dancer, now, right? Is, no, it is. They knocked still. it down. Oh, Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it's still the Mecca of Oh, North LA Hollywood. Dance. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. all LA dance shows live in North Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we went, and I'll never forget this one particular girl. So this was for the Aladdin show. Uh-huh. And they were very clearly looking for non-white people. But for sure. I think legally they can't say that. Right. So, like, all of us light-skinned people were cut first round, uh-huh. like, which is fine, but it sucked because I drove with people who are not light-skinned, right. which meant I got to sit all You got to hang out in the car. <laughs> sure did. Well, so I was in the waiting room, and uh, one of the casting directors had come out, and this girl was losing her mind after being cut. Like, she was so, like, she just couldn't let it go, right. and she was talking to the casting director in front of all of us, and she's like... <laughs> She's like, what can I do? Like, I know that I have what it takes, all this stuff. She's like begging. Uh-huh. And he was like, honestly, like he got kind of real with her. He's like, honestly, we're just, we have a very specific look that we're going yeah. for. 
Aladdin is obviously not a super Caucasian yeah, film. Like you can't put <laughs> so, yeah. fucking white people all up and, in Arabia. <laughs> yeah. And so this like blonde or redhead girl was literally like, I will go out and dye my hair right now. Like I'll go to a salon oh down the street. Gosh. And he's like, she must no, have had rent due. <laughs> she what? She must have had rent due or yeah, like, like some debt. <laughs> she was in it to win it. And he was like, I'm really sorry. Like keep, keep coming back to our auditions. And she was like crying at this point. It was Poor a girl. mess. But those auditions are so different because those auditions, because the money's so good, whether it be for like an Agba show or another uh, another resort somewhere uh-huh. else, because they pay so much right. better, um, you get those like North Hollywood LA scene dancers like, coming I out. Need this, yeah. Yeah, but it's so shitty because they always get cast and then they always drop it the second they book something better. It's true. Like they're not in it to be at Disney, and you have people who are just in it to be at Disney. Right. Um, and I think that that's a struggle that they always face is like, you'll book this great talent, but the talent keeps moving the second they get it's booked true. somewhere else, somewhere better for more money. That's very valid. Cause like for us, Anaheim and North Hollywood, like I was saying a lot of, if you're like an industry dancer, you live in LA or North Hollywood. Cause that's where all the auditions are. That's where you have rehearsals for like tours for JLo, Britney Spears, blah, blah. So that's yeah. kind of where you would want to be. So the idea to drive from North Hollywood to Anaheim Every day for a job, yeah, for a job isn't appealing. So a lot of people who book dance jobs um, with Disney, as far as Agva, they'll literally just do the show to get the rehearsal pay and then never pick up a shift. Yeah, just for the for that chunk of money to put them in a safe place to like move on to the next portion of their life, which is a little bit unfortunate because a lot of people clearly would want the job and they're they're wanting to hire people who want to do the job, you know, Mm -hmm. because ultimately when they don't work, you need to have an audition again. So it's just like frustrating, but yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, Do you want to talk about like, the rehearsal process in a general sense, um, not like a show specific. Cause I feel like, yeah, each show has their own process, but like mm-hmm. what, what's it's, the, the, the whole rehearsal process? process is like one of the things that I miss most about working at Disney. Yeah. It's like, like hanging it's, out. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's exciting to being in entertainment. Something. I feel like I always got paid to just like show up and hang out with my friends uh-huh. and perform with my friends. Uh-huh. But there was something about rehearsals where like you, j- <laughs> you just go through like, the shittiest of times but the greatest of times where i'm thinking of like specifically overnight rehearsals uh-huh. where you show up at like i don't know what like eight well nine, let's 10 start PM. let's go back because okay. i want because we say re- overnight rehearsals but people don't really know okay what that means but like let's go back even further where it's like daytime so you're like just starting yeah so like you get hired and then um we'll just say when you're opening a show because when a show already exists they just teach you that spot yeah, it's in like, like a very two quick weeks, process. maybe even a week, and then you get put in, and then you know the show. Yeah. But when you're opening a show, they have an idea, and partly you're there to help create the vision, right? So if yeah. they see something in their head, like certain choreography or the way um, this we should move across the stage or blah, 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 it might fit in their head, but then once mm-hmm. they see it in person or in the costume they think it should be, blah, blah, blah it might not work in the same vision. Yeah. So there's been plenty of times where we, like – for, for instance, like Soundstational. Oh my God. Chimney Sweep. Changed all Every the time. Every day. Like literally we spent like two weeks learning this whole set of choreography. <laughs> and then one day they, we tried it with the flow and all of it did not work. Well, we scrapped the whole damn two weeks because worth of 
the work. person doing that. Well, with we don't no need to shade. Say that. No, no, <laughs> with no shade to them, they had never worked on a parade, right. so all of that choreography was not designed to move forward, forward. which a parade like, has to yes. do. We like, were running everything backwards. Everything has to go forward. Yes. Yeah. So we like had to take all of that choreography and throw it out because out the he just wasn't thinking in in terms of like parade right. format. And so that we bring that up because that's like part of the process. Where yeah. So it might work. You go back and you learn yeah, a whole like, new dance in a rehearsal hall when you're just in front of a mirror. It looks great with right. eight guys dancing with brooms and doing yeah. all this cool like step stepping stuff but then when you do it with the flow and you're st- like you have to go all down main street and you're still in the same spot uh-huh. you started it is like ooh, back and to like the board. and like scrapping so much hard work is one of those shittiest times yeah. where you're everybody's just kind of like yeah like the, the fists are clenching and you're like we literally just did so much work so on this one thing yeah um and so with that, it gets really stressful because I've been in shows yeah. and I didn't want to say show specifics, but just generally where literally we spent a whole month working on one number of a show and then we get on stage and we scrap the whole thing. And then within 10 minutes, we have to learn a whole new number mm-hmm. and show it for executives because they're there yeah. and they can only be there that day. Yeah. And they're like, we need to see something. And the choreographer's like, I'm so sorry, you guys, but really try your hardest. Yeah. Like just, you know, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, stressed to the max you're like fuck fuck yeah. fuck 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 or like when we did the show stop at sensational and then one <laughs> night it just got cut and we spent another what two weeks yeah. trying to learn this ribbon choreography and yeah. it was like skirt bye <laughs> yeah but that's like and the other thing about disney is like their shows are so specific to their brand yeah. and to whatever you're producing the show for um so like what a stage show is so different differently formatted from a parade which is so differently formatted from a theater show which is like and they have all of these things at disney and at some point or another you tend to cross paths amongst these shows and every rehearsal process feels so similar but feels so different um like i remember when we did tiana's uh showboat show all of that was just done on a on a boat and it was stationary and it wasn't a stage so you have to work with like doors and rooms that you're running through to get like out of the sight of the of the um, audience and then you know you have a parade where you're always inside of the audience no matter what there's nowhere to hide yeah yeah so it's like it's all so different and it i'm not a big picture person like it takes me a long time to see the big picture the way that everybody else has seen it since day one and especially in a in a show that's as confusing as something like Celebrate, where there's a thousand different roles yeah. and people doing different things at every you got stills, every you got second. Bikes, you got characters, you got singers, yeah. you got dancers, you got props. Yeah. yeah, and it's so hard for me to like just vision in on what I'm doing because right. I'm like, it's there's somebody running yeah. past me right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it takes me longer, and I'm like, okay, I have to... That That's a very valid point, because like, when you learn the choreography, you just learn it in place uh-huh. on your body, and then they're like, yep. okay, now dance with the group, and now you're switching formations, mm-hmm. and they're like, now move, right? right? Where it's like, switch, move, choreography, blah, blah, so it's almost like rubbing your stomach and yeah. patting your head. Yeah. Well, or like if you're unfamiliar with this formatting or with this exactly. kind of learning, um, if you had never been at Disney uh, or a place yeah. like Disney, say... Um, a lot of times when they're trying to to pound through a lot of choreography or whatever it is for the day, they'll use terminology and say things or explain things in a way that the people who have all done this before will understand. But if this is your first time, you're like, I have no idea what that means, but they just move on and they push on. And then all of a sudden you're going back and you're like, I didn't even know what that Uh meant. And now I Uh see what it was supposed to be. But like, I haven't practiced that at all. because I didn't know. Right. Um, and another another element too is like 
we are recreating stories that already exist, like uh-huh. Tiana Shobo or like Rapunzel or Pocahontas or mm-hmm. Mulan or Lion King or whatever. So not only are you dancing as yourself, but you're dancing as a character that fits within that storyline. Right. So that's a whole nother layer that you have to do. Cause I remember starting every show you as a, as an opening cast, they explain what the show is to you. You literally right. the first week is just meetings and you go to meetings and you sit there as a cast and they're like, this is how the show is going to happen, right? Like mm-hmm. this float, that float, this float, that float. This is the vibe we're getting. The people who are existing in this land yeah. need to act this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you need to have this vibe. This is what we're looking for. And so you have to remember all these things and you get like a cast booklet of uh-huh. shit to write notes in, <laughs> which is like, this is why it's so exciting because you see a vision on paper brought to life. Yeah. But then it's also stressful because that booklet, you're like ripping up pages, adding new pages, doing all this shit where you're like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, but you brought up overnight rehearsals. So uh-huh. explain to our listeners what overnight rehearsals are. So once you get to a uh, point further in the rehearsal process where you know your choreography or at least the majority of it uh-huh. and you have a better understanding of what it is, overnight rehearsals come into play when you start adding all the elements of the show. Right. So whether that be costumes or characters or Lights. actually being out on the parade yeah. route or on the stage or in the theater or whatever it is. Um, yeah, like lighting, sound, like it, you're just adding everything and you typically have to wait, especially for parades, until the park is closed so that you can utilize the space that you'll actually be using. Because Disney will not put out a half product, right? It's never a product in the making because mm-hmm. you can't see a character with out their head dancing right but in rehearsal you can because you're working through those kinks so you can't ever rehearse in the park as the show would exist when people are in the park because then people will see what's happening they want it to debut as a full-fledged thing so that it's presented as a package of like look this is the full thing yeah so that's what so like overnight rehearsals just gives you the opportunity to put it all together behind the scenes but on the scene if that makes sense um so like if you clock in for those rehearsals you clock in when the park closes so if the park closes at midnight you clock in for your shift at midnight at like 11 p.m to like prepare and get everything ready because at a certain point you're just you're getting ready to run the entire parade, say. Yeah. And so, Full like, they'll bring you in an hour before. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to prepare. And then you go out and you do it. And it's so weird because there's nobody, but there's all these important people yeah. watching. Like, it's just a matter I of a few bodies. Honestly, it's probably more nerve wracking. Oh, it totally because is. Because not only, like, for instance, let's paint this picture real quick. Let's use Soundstational. And we only use that because we've both experienced it together. So I think yeah. it's a good reference point to pull from. But. When you're going doing Soundstational, everyone in the full parade is in full costume. Everyone's going full out as if you're actually doing the damn thing, right? But then as you're doing it, you're like doing it next to people who are like custodial, spraying the <laughs> the streets of right. Disneyland, like cleaning up for the next day. Yeah. You're not performing for literally anyone. It's yeah. like dead, but like the lights are going, everything is full out. Yeah. And it's like weird because everyone's performing as if people are there, but no one really exists. Uh-huh. But then this is the nerve wracking part that I feel like sucks is not only our executives and all the choreographers watching, because if you fuck up, they're going to pull your ass out and they're pretty much making the grid as it goes. So that's another audition process realistically, because a lot of times they don't know how they're going to shake it down because they want to see how people perform before they actually decide who gets the most days and stuff like that. In some cases, they give it to you at the audition. Other times, they'll, they'll make it happen. But I think what makes it 
the scariest is that you're like performing in front of your peers mm-hmm. and you know all oh yeah because anybody who's not judging. in <laughs> anybody who's not cast in that run is watching is watching yeah so like so i forgot about that that's so a good point if i'm in say let's say like male dancer number five right yeah there's but a- I'm also in male dancer number five, exactly. just on a different day. So I'm male dance, ba- male dancer number five. Male dancer number five. That role has six other dancers knowing that exact spot. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching, when you're doing it, they're watching you, being like, "Oh, what is he doing? Yeah. Like, what can I pull from him? <laughs> what can I use? What don't I like?" Yeah. So you're really just like judging each judging. other, and then if you suck, you're just like, "Oh, good job." Yeah. <laughs> Even if it was good or bad, you're like, "Good job." Yeah. So I think that's the most nerve-wracking part is like dancing in front of your peers. <laughs> that is, I forgot about that. That's a good point. Yeah. But, but it's it's also like, like I hate to sound super cheesy, but. Overnight rehearsals, I think that the reason that I jumped to that uh-huh. right away is that was the most magical part of I rehearsals agree. for me. Being in the park. With yeah, no like the park is empty. You're moving through it, but also like in your downtime, you're seeing the park in a way that so many people don't ever uh-huh. get to experience uh-huh. it. Like I remember, um, I don't remember, maybe it was sound or, or sensational or celebrate that we were rehearsing for overnight or maybe even Christmas, but uh-huh. Either way, they were also rehearsing the new fireworks show, which they're obviously not actually using fireworks, but they do all of the lighting and the sound for it. And I just remember sitting on in on a completely empty Main Street, like Main Street, USA yeah, at Disneyland. Busiest, yeah. And we're looking directly at the castle, like not a body in sight. Nobody's in the way of you. And you're just obviously again there's no fireworks but you're just like listening to this magical music and like you're seeing all the lighting effects right. and you're sitting with like your closest friends who you've been through like so many different experiences with at this point and i just remember those moments so vividly because they really were the most magical for me um because that's something that as a performer you get to take in for yourself because as a performer you're always putting out for other people right. too to fulfill the enjoyment of what those people paid to, to, to come, come to in and experience. experience. Yeah. And so like a parade can be magical or a show can be magical because you're interacting with those people finally, and you're providing them with something that only you can give them. But as, as a performer, the, the most magical moments for me were always the moments that I could take in for myself. Right. And those overnight rehearsals gave that to me because right. it was moments where you like could goof off here and there. Like you could try things that you wouldn't right. actually do in public right. and you had those quiet down moments and it was just like, it was fun. Yeah. It, it was, was it was, it was very energetic. You're excited yeah. to show up. You but you're also exhausted because it's exhausted. the middle of the night. Yeah. Like dancing yeah. till six in the morning, the sun is yeah. coming up and you're still like, Sensation. yeah. And like yeah. we were in school when that was happening. Yeah. So we, and so we, we were like rush home sometimes not even sleep, go straight yeah. to class and then uh-huh. sleep after class to do the same thing all over again for the yeah. next night. Yeah. I remember maybe it was Christmas that, I mean, this would make most sense, but I remember at one point um, we were rehearsing overnights during finals. Mm-hmm. And I remember showing up to finals in college, literally in my pajamas. Like I just, I, I'm sorry. I it yeah. was the first sorry, time, Professor. like it was the first time in my college experience I had left without making my bed because I'm so OCD, but I was so tired. Yeah, I literally like, rolled out, grabbed my backpack, <laughs> brushed my teeth I'm and out. walked out I'm the out. door. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, um, we should somewhat wrap this up. Um, right. and I think we should wrap it up with the fun thing. Cause I was going to say like, we can walk people through a single day of work, but okay. I feel like we've said enough about backstage stuff. Um, what was like, like a think of a few um if you need time 
take it, but um, show mistakes. <laughs> like what? What has happened? I actually just bad, told somebody like, about this about in a show that you've done. So um, celebrates actually the perfect example uh-huh. because as we've said there, when I say that there were so many elements to this show, like Brian said, there were literally, and all of these would come out at different times, but you would have dancers, singers characters stilt walkers people on electric bikes riding past you and all of these elements were coming and confetti that was shooting off and like and kids like conga lines yes you would pull audience audience into dance with you it was a lot and i just remember there was a day where i don't remember why but we were missing a ton of people and thank god we had this like somewhat more easygoing choreographer Uh in that day um and she was like there's only going to be three couples in this unit. Um, and so we're going to have to move some things around and we like kind of rehearse through stuff, but because, and when I say unit, I mean like there in this parade specifically, there were um, how many units, like six, just like pretty much like segments where you, you kind of like the parade happens within itself. Like you're, you're, you're not going from the, the the top of the parade where the marshal is to the back of the parade. You're yeah, like, think of, of like a chain, segment. like yeah. a different link. It's like so there were just different six. links yeah. within the parade. And this specific link this day um, was only going to have three couples instead of four. And each couple was a different color. And so the colors were kind of messed up. Uh-huh. And I just remember the choreographer was like, just go out there and like, give it your best, blah, blah, blah. And the three, well, technically the six of us, because there were three couples, the, the six of us out there, were a disaster to the point where I was laughing. I was in such hysterics, like laughing, that I had tears coming down my face and I almost dropped my partner because I had no body strength uh-huh. because my whole body was like, la- like you know, you get kind of weak when you're yeah. like in hysterics. Yeah. We were such a mess. Like we were running into each other. We were rolling props into each other. We were in people's way. Like it was a disaster. And because it was such an off day, like that's not what it normally was. Right. It's not like we were trouble. just fucking up. Like you were doing the best that you could. Yeah, we really, had, we yeah. really were. I just at one point, there's just at at a certain point, there's just nothing you can do. Totally. And I'm like, you know what? If I look like I'm having a really shitty time, it's really gonna take away from this. But if I look like I'm at least enjoying this like comical moment, yeah. like I can still interact with people and like hopefully bring them into that. And that was. One of my biggest, like, standout moments of messing up in front of people is, like, I literally felt like I had no idea what was happening. (laughs) But I just went with it, and it became, like, such a fun, like, laugh my ass off. All of us were laughing. Like, we were disasters. Um, But I will say, like, in a general sense, I never caught myself messing up until I took myself out of autopilot. Totally. So, like... In learning choreography, you do it for so long, especially like with a certain parade. Soundstational has been open for how many years now? It opened in 2011. And it's still open. So eight years now? Yeah. I mean, off and on, but yes. Yeah, yeah. So when your body's doing choreography for even, you know, six months to a year, yeah. yeah, You just... Wait, pause real quick. Yeah. Not only that, like you do 16 loops in a parade, like 12, 12 to 16. One loop is like... A minute and a half of choreography and then once yeah. that loop ends you repeat you that just choreography start doing it again, again and again and again and then you're doing it five times a day or five days a week excuse me and sometimes two, two, times, two a day. times a day yeah so that adds that you're doing that dance maybe over a hundred times in a week so yeah, it's you, a, you just like have it like as if it's a walking it's a lot yeah, yeah. um so, so when when your performer and your body is so used to this movement uh-huh. and this choreography 
not that your performance is an autopilot, but your body's doing the movement without you having to think about it. And that's what allows you to, to genuinely interact with people who are watching. And there were moments that I would be performing that I would take a second I would put my mind back into the choreography <laughs> yeah. and you're like Wait, and that's when I would fuck up and Absolutely. I suddenly wouldn't know which way was Absolutely. left or right like I was a total mess Absolutely. and it was just because I wasn't allowing my I wasn't trusting my body right um and I stopped interacting with people to, to like not trust myself yeah. and it just like totally backfired um but yeah, but it it was like always to this day. I'm almost I'll be 30 this year and to this day I can forever I've always been able to say that Disney has Disney was my favorite job. Like no job will ever touch what Disney was for me. Um because because you're there so much. I'm going to finish up with this. Because you go through so many different experiences and like when rehearsals or shows are as important as some of them are, you're not allowed to go home. You don't see your family. Like for us, our families weren't in that direct area. So, so like be hanging out holidays. Yeah. Like you're events. working every holiday, your every big birthday, holiday, your 25th, your 30th. Yeah, like, and and so that's why I always attribute Disney with um, providing me my, my tribe, my adult family is because I started to create those traditions with, this group of people who I wouldn't have met if I had not been there. Um, so when people talk about a Disney family, like that's what that is. It just, everybody has to be there. And so you make the, the most of it and it becomes something really beautiful if you allow it to give you that. Yeah. Yeah. So now reeling it back, uh, my favorite show mistake. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, bitch. We're but now I'm done talking. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I have so many. I know your biggest mistake, bitch. At least when I experienced it. What? So I'll never forget, we were doing Chimney Sweep. Oh my God, let me tell the story. No, 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 Aldo boots, um, Steve Madden boots, like polyester. It was just a hot ass costume to be yeah. doing in the summer with like a blazer, like all this dumb shit. Granted, through the time they got it, it looks great it as looks a great. character, yes, but, but like you look ridiculous, like you're sweating, yeah, right? Yeah. In a in a fucking sweater. So, anyways, um, <laughs> me and Shane are dancing. I think I was like track eight, sweep eight, and you were like the, the sweep next to me. And like, while you're in these formations, you can literally talk to each other because you're like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Like we'll say shit to each other, yeah. hit each other with our props, like be dumb. And so one of the moves, like you're supposed to lift your knee up to about hip level as you're walking down. And it's supposed to like, almost like a marching sway. And you're supposed to lift your knee so high. And I'm like, oh my God, Shane, as I'm doing it, I'm like, oh bitch, I'm so fucking tired right now. Cause we already did like- <laughs> just. Started just started like three loops in. I was like, motherfucker, I am so tired. I was like, Shane, wait, does it look like I'm going full out? And he's like, No, it's just losing shit at all. I'm not. He said your he said that your knee was supposed to be hip hip height. I I probably was literally bringing my foot up to my ankle. His ankle, his (laughs) motherfucking ankle. Just bringing my foot up to my ankle, and he's like, No, you look like you're being so lazy. I was like, So lazy. You're getting sorry. I was like, This is my 100% today. And I'm looking at in on him from behind and he's like looking over his shoulder shouting this and at this point i'm dying of laughter because he a looks 
so lazy, so stupid, like not at all doing the choreography. And he's like, does it look like I'm doing? And I'm all, no, not at all. What makes you think it looks like that? But I knew. I was just self-sabotaging. Right. I knew the answer. Well, there were some people who would just drop the prop and drag Bitch. it. I'm they not going to say you, and this motherfucker mm-hmm. was point sweep. Oh. I'm like, I don't know how he booked that job, but <laughs> definitely not selling it. Yeah. Okay. But I can't talk because I wasn't either that day. Um, but my one show mistake, I'm going to wrap it up real fast, but I was in Pixar Parade. This is my first time. Like we were saying, when you join a show, not open it, what you do is just have rehearsal. You practice around the float backstage, and then they literally just throw you into the show, a live show. So I've never done the show down the parade route. So mind you, Omnidroid is part of the incredible units from Pixar's movie, The Incredibles, and you're that big ball with the claw. That's the oh, float, Right. right? And you're, there's two guys flanking on both sides where you control the claw, so it makes yeah. it more animated, the float. And in the summer, that claw shoots fucking water like a cannon. Yeah. It's like a water fountain, right? Um, so as I'm dancing, you're dancing, your choreography is next to the float, and then you're like using um, a pole to like yeah. do it. Yeah. And because I never got on route to practice, I didn't think street lamps were an issue because backstage we're on a wide open fucking Mm -hmm. road so i'm swinging that claw around (laughs) bitch literally five minutes into the route i get the claw stuck into (gasps) the lamp post on um in california adventure and then the guy who's driving the float clearly can't see and i started looking for the emergency stop because i was like this shit's about to rip off and then um the pole was so long that it got stuck to the ground so it was wedged between the yes it was wedged between the claw was wedged between the lamppost and the the ground and i got pinned against the fucking float and i'm like oh my god stay calm like this is your first parade and i'm literally just smiling at people like like nothing's wrong yep and then all of a sudden, like, because of the force of the flow, it just kind of ripped the pole off. And then it, the whole claw just kind of fell and smacked the side of the float. And at least it broke it free, came off the lamp, grabbed it, and then continued with the choreography. Oh my God. And the whole time, the choreographer, when it's your put in, like, your first day, they follow you on They're the watching parade you, route. Yeah. She was freaking out because I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. But I recovered. You know, I'm a professional, <laughs> slayed, and I'm still here nine years later. <laughs> Booked and blessed. <laughs> but I think that wraps up for now. Maybe yeah. we'll bring up another Disney. I have episode. so much more I to know, talk I have about. So much, over too, so much yeah. more, too. But um, I thought that was great insight. I wanted to get into, like, secrets and shit, but... Um, I was going to say, like, even in talking about the few secrets or, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that we have, like, there was... Um, you always try to preserve the magic for totally. the people who aren't totally. working there on a daily basis. And so in that moment, like you could have easily just let it broke, break. let it broke, let it break. But like you were trying to preserve the magic yes. for the people watching yes. the parade. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think, uh, we posted on our Instagram, um, questions about Disney and things that you guys want to hear. So we're going to bust into some of these questions. So we're going to transition right into fruit smoothie. One, two. Blend it up, drop it down, mix it up, round and round. We the boys that keep it juicy. Come and get your fruit smoothie. Okay, so here is a list of questions. Um, we're gonna, we're like, I'm trying to keep it under an hour. It's not gonna be under an hour, but we're gonna like bust through these real fast. Great. Okay, so I'm gonna try to say that speed round. <laughs> I'm gonna try to say who wrote in. Um, some of these people we know, but we don't need to say because y'all love to, you know, we're gonna keep it short. So um, at Mary Elizabeth says, do the princesses in Mickey and the Magical Map sing live or lip sync? And I can answer that. 
everyone who is singing in the show with a mic on their face are singing live. Every single one of them. So Mulan sings live, Pocahontas sings live, Rapunzel sings live, Flynn Rider sings live, Sebastian sings live, Tiana sings live. Um, and then the two singers in the opening sing live as well. And um, all of us dancers are singing live lip singing. It's <laughs> a real talent. Um, so at Edward underscore Coolier 55. Okay, that's it. Um, do you remember the four keys? I'll let you answer that. Safety. Okay. Safety. 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 Efficiency. Uh-huh. Show. Courtesy. Courtesy. Yes! I, I don't remember it's how. It's not in that order, but yes. No, safety's first, though. Safety is always the first one. key. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, what is it? Safety, courtesy, efficiency, show. Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Gordon Pitt 25 says, does anyone actually love the song It's a Small World? Um, I don't. No. But I, I it's like here nor there to me. It's a staple, yeah. but I don't yeah. I don't have a feeling towards it. Um David XO asks, have you walked through Star Wars land or got a sneak peek? Well, I don't work there anymore, so no. Um, Currently, he's referring to Star Wars land opening at Disneyland um, this summer. And yes, I've seen part of it backstage. And the cast, we actually do get to do a sneak peek. Usually when a new land opens, like Cars Land, they did the same thing. You get to go in and you actually get to test the rides before... Um, anyone shows up because they want people in the line and kind of see how that goes and what's better way to do it than people who actually want to be on it as cast members. So it's a great way to kind of knock two birds with one stone. Um, okay, so moving on. Falling Leaves 02 asks, Mickey's Magical Map outfit is it under the red robe? And again, since I do that show, I will let you know. He is not under his red robe. Mickey is, the premise of the show is that Mickey is trying to become a map maker like the rest of us who are dancers. And he's in this like apprentice robe, pretty much like what he wears in Fantasmic. And at the end of it, he finally becomes one, gets a golden paintbrush, and then he pops out in a map maker costume just like ours. Um, after he receives his brush, she disappears. We go down by you. Tiana comes out for finale. And through that process, there's a quick change. And then Mickey pops out. Um, there's... Four, three or four customers backstage when Mickey comes down to get him in his new costume in 30 seconds. So it happens yeah. very quickly. So no, it's not. So no, it's not under the robe. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alyssa asks, how many times a day do you get asked about sign-ins? <laughs> Honestly, uh, a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy because right now with Star Wars Land, every cast member has posted the schedule of your blockout dates. Uh And if you're unfamiliar with what that is, a blockout date is when no cast member can sign people into the park. And signing people in is like getting people in for free. Right. And through the entire summer, I think it's like June, July, and August, like all three months, every single day is completely blocked out for every cast member. And people are like, I'm putting this up now. Don't ask me. I cannot get you in. Like, literally, I can't do anything to help you out. And and like Disney's in a big transition period, and they're trying to get a lot of money back because of Star Wars Mm -hmm. Land. So we can't sign people in anymore as much as we used to. Literally, we can like sign in people just California Adventure in most cases, and we're blocked out, not like, because before it was just the weekends, we're like literally blocked out for like seasons. Like all of summer we're blocked out, all of Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, yeah, spring break, and it goes on for like two months at a time. So yeah. That makes me sad. We get asked a lot. Um, Herzog underscore K asks, is it a flexible job and do you get treated well? Yes and yes. Do you want to add to it? No. 
I, it has flexibility as long as you can get people to cover yeah. your shifts. And everyone wants to work because it's a fun place to be. As far as yeah. entertainment, we can't speak for like working the churro car or like attraction. You always go to that churro car. Because I love the motherfucking churros. But yeah, the corn dogs as far really as entertainment, good. people are always wanting to dance and be a part of that. So it's usually pretty flexible. Yeah. Um, I'm going to butcher this, but I think it's it Lolly Hers. Ask, are there favorites or people who you think are full of themselves? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. but that's anywhere in entertainment. Any job. Well, any job. Any yeah. job. Like I'm yeah. better than you at. But especially this. entertainment, because yes. people are always trying to stand out above the rest, yeah. um, and always be booked for something. And I yeah. think that that comes across but a little more. With that said, I think both of us actually have been favorites in shows. Like I think you would be their go-to, like for a show like Celebrate. Yeah, but I, but I never, like, never, it never my went to your head. quote unquote professional dancer career have have ever considered myself a better dancer than almost any I mean there are some dancers I'm like oh maybe I have more technique than you yeah. but like I know that I'm not a technical dancer sure. so I've never like same applied an attitude that would exactly that would convey that um but yeah and for me and map I would say I'm a favorite um and I I think that cast wide they would think that too just because I know every single dancer track and I can do every dancer track to the fullest of, of its ability as in like some tracks are tumbling tracks and I still tumble in right. the show and other guys who are approved for that track don't tumble. So they usually go to me because they know that they'll get a solid show totally. in whatever part of it. Okay. So um, this is the last question. I saved it for last because I felt like this was, we're going to try to speed through it, but it kind of has a heavy weight to it. So um, Dominique Brown asked, not sure if you would know this answer, but why are some characters of color played by people that are not even remotely the same color? Example, Pocahontas, they always have white girls playing it. Hmm. And I think that is actually a very, 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 very valid point um, because I, I do see that a lot, um, especially in um, like the, it, it makes no sense because there are so many white characters, especially in the princess realm and princesses are in every show always and forever because it's such a big character of like fan favorite that if you have Cinderella, Snow White, Brave, what's her name? Merida, Elsa, Anna, Ariel. Like, like just off the top of my head, that was six white people, and then you have one black one, right? Mm-hmm. Then um, one Native American and one Asian, and one um, Jasmine is like Middle Eastern, I guess. Yeah. Especially in Jasmine and Pocahontas, because their features can be somewhat more of a white kind of featured face. They're whitewashed. They they put white people in, it and I I think that is so irresponsible. Because even in my show, the singers who do Rapunzel are actually approved for Pocahontas and vice versa. When that would never happen. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like Rapunzel has white, fair white skin. She's from like Scandinavia area and has yeah. blue eyes. Pocahontas doesn't have either one of those features. Why are they playing the same person? It makes no sense right. to me. Um, I don't have an answer for that. Do you want to express any answer for that? I mean, I don't have an answer. I honestly don't know that anybody really has like a specific answer yeah. for it. It's just they get away with it. I agree. People don't question it. I will say that when the person who you see in person outside of the costume, you're like, how the fuck? But then sometimes when they're in the costume, you're like, oh, actually, they don't look that crazy. Right. Yeah. Like when they have the dress and the hair and the everything. But even with that said, it's just not appropriate. I. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a permanent Scarlett For sure. Johansson For sure. character. Because I think I think if it's like like Frozen, for instance, they have black Elsa and um Asian people who play uh-huh. Anna and stuff like that, which I think that's different because you're doing an adaptation of that storyline. Right. They're not saying I'm Elsa. They're saying I'm playing Elsa, right? But when you're in the park and you're meeting these characters in the park, 
for instance, like Elsa, she's Elsa, right? Yeah. Like that's supposed to embody the person from the movie. Yeah. They would never stick an Asian girl in the park in Elsa. So if it doesn't work one direction, it shouldn't work the other. Mm-hmm. Point in case. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they have to prove that there's a rhyme or reason to why they're doing anything. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, if they can, unfortunately, if they can save the money and cross-utilize somebody in different characters yeah. and make it work, they're, they're going to. It's like any, it's any company or corporation that's just trying to save a dollar and get as much bang for their buck for sure. out of a person as they can which is why like if someone were to get hired as a cinderella look like she usually does Belle and rapunzel and ariel do you know what i mean because mm-hmm. that one person covers four jobs rather than hiring four separate people for that one job yeah so yeah um i think that wraps it up i feel like that probably ends this episode because i don't want it to make it too long but is there anything you wanted to add um no i no i'm like i'm I'm happy we talked about this. It put me in like a really uh, nostalgic headspace, which is great. Like it's a good headspace for for me. Yeah. I agree. Um, With that said, as always, thank you guys so much for taking the time to download, listen, rate, share, review, like, whatever. But we ask that you keep doing that for us because the more listeners we have, the more we appreciate it because it adds more to the conversation. I think, honestly, it works in tandem with making it a better podcast. Totally. Um, as always, you can write to us at Fruit Snacks Pod. You can de- uh, email us at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. And we're going to start um, trying to post like survey questions and stuff like that just to generate more conversation in the fruit smoothie section. So I would recommend to go follow us.